Konnichiwa from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Japan update from the 23rd of November 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Japan. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida arrived in Bangkok on Thursday the 17th to take part in a summit for the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum, best known as APEC, after attending the meetings of the Group of 20 in Bali. Kishida and China's President Xi Jinping have held face-to-face talks in Bangkok on the sidelines of the APEC summit. It is the first time the country's leaders have done so in about three years. During the summit, Kishida said that it is important for both sides to accelerate efforts to build constructive and stable Japan-China relations. Xi Jinping said that China wants to build relations that meet the demands of the new era. The meeting comes amid frequent incursions by Chinese government ships into Japanese territorial waters around the Senkaku Islands. Japan administers the islands, but China and Taiwan claim them. The Japanese government maintains that the islands are an inherent part of Japan's territory. Besides, since China has been increasing military pressure on Taiwan, during recent Chinese military drills, five missiles landed within Japan's exclusive economic zone. After the summit, Kishida expressed serious concern about the situation in the East China Sea, including the Senkaku Islands as well as China's ballistic missile launches and other military activities. He also reiterated the importance of peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. Kishida said he also raised the issue of human rights in China and the detention of Japanese citizens by Chinese authorities. The leaders agreed to promote communications between the countries at all levels, including the resumption of ministerial dialogues. They also decided to have the Japanese Foreign Minister Yoshimasa Hayashi visit China. Kishida also expressed concern over North Korea's nuclear and missile programs and urged Xi Jinping to address the matter in the United Nations Security Council and other venues. Kishida said he also sought Japan's support in resolving the issue of North Korea's past abductions of Japanese nationals. China's president said he was against the use of nuclear weapons in Ukraine, although it has refrained from condemning Russia's invasion and is not joining the Western nations in imposing sanctions on the country. On that note about foreign affairs, Japanese documentary filmmaker Toru Kubota returned to Japan on Friday the 18th after being released from a Myanmar prison by the junta under an amnesty. Kubota was detained on the 30th of July while filming an anti-coup protest in Myanmar's largest city, Yangon, and sentenced by a military-controlled court to 10 years in prison for sedition, among other crimes. After he arrived at Tokyo's Haneda Airport, Kubota told reporters that he's feeling a sense of gratitude he can't describe for being released this early. Chief Cabinet Secretary Hirokazu Matsuno said the Japanese government had confirmed Kubota has no health issues. Myanmar has been ruled by the military since a coup in February 2021 that toppled the democratically elected government of Suu Kyi. In some news on internal affairs, on Sunday the 20th, Kishida dismissed the third cabinet minister in a month. Internal Affairs Minister Minoru Tirada has been under fire over a series of allegations of inaccurate political funding reports. Tirada had come under inspection after a group related to his political funding was found to have listed a dead person as his accountant. Kishida appointed former Foreign Minister Takeyaki Matsumoto as the new Internal Affairs Minister on Monday the 21st. The Immigration Services Agency of Japan said an Italian man in his 50s who was detained at a Tokyo immigration facility, allegedly committed suicide on Friday the 21st. 
an employee at the Tokyo Regional Immigration Services Bureau found the man dead in his room where he had been detained since the 25th of October. According to the agency, the man appeared to have electrocuted himself by tampering with a television cable that was plugged in. This man is the 18th person to have died in Japanese immigration facilities since 2007. According to the agency, six of them, including this latest case, were apparent suicides. The United Nations Human Rights Committee published a report earlier this month calling on Japan to improve the way it treats detainees. In other news, on Tuesday the 22nd, the Japanese government set up a panel of academics and experts to review a technical trainee program that allows foreigners to work while studying in Japan. The main aim of the program will be to train people from developing countries and recruit more people with advanced skills or specialized knowledge. The panel will hold its first meeting by the end of the year. It will compile its final report in late 2023. Chief Cabinet Secretary Matsuno Hirokazu urged ministers to work together on policies aimed at accepting foreign workers. Moving on an update about coronavirus' treatment. On Tuesday the 22nd, Japan's health ministry granted fast-track approval to Zhukova, which is Shionogi's oral COVID-19 drug, making it the country's first domestically produced oral medicine against the virus. Zhokova will be used for patients with mild symptoms. An analysis of five of the main symptoms of the Omicron strain, runny nose, sore throat, cough, fever, and fatigue, in the final phase of the trials showed the drug shortened them from eight days to seven days. The Japanese government has already agreed to purchase doses sufficient for a million people once the use of the drug is greenlit. In an unrelated note, on Tuesday the 22nd, Japan's space agency said it has given up on landing the country's ultra-small space probe on the moon after communication with the lander failed to stabilize following its launch last week. The Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, or JAXA, said the Omotenashi lander could not receive transmissions from Earth to correct its trajectory and position, as its solar cells kept facing away from the sun. Attempts to correct its position and orbit were also unsuccessful. Tatsuaki Hashimoto, a professor at JAXA, called the development a, quote, failure beyond failure at a press conference following the decision to forego the moon landing. He said development costs for the probe were 800 million yen, or about $6 million. JAXA hoped the lander would have become the country's first probe to land on the lunar surface. The Omotenashi, touted as the world's smallest lunar lander, was launched on Wednesday the 16th from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida on the U.S. mega-rocket space launch system. After the launch, the lander was successfully separated from the rocket and started to travel toward the moon. But its solar cells failed to function. The agency said waiting until the solar cells recovered would have meant losing the opportunity to enter a lunar orbit and land on the moon. And to close this edition, Twitter CEO Elon Musk said in a meeting with its employees on Monday the 21st, that the company should seek to achieve Japan's historically strong Twitter usage, ideally in every country without exception. He remarked that despite Japan having a third of the U.S. population, the number of daily active users in Japan is roughly the same as in the U.S., and it may seem as though Twitter is U.S.-centric, but if anything, it's Japan-centric. Musk also said that the company is done with layoffs and is actively recruiting for roles in engineering and sales. He suggested it would be a good idea to centralize things a bit by setting up engineering teams in Japan, India, Indonesia, and Brazil. And that's it for this week. Another quick question. How are we doing on bias? Axe grinding? 
We try to be independent and stick to the facts and context with favor and fear of none. How are we doing? So do we seem even a teensy bit biased? Tell us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Mata ne! Mata ne!